I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What I'm thinking is I'm sitting here now, well, maybe this is my big break. This is my big chance. You know what I mean? You don't just walk on to a network show without experience. Now, I know it's an old hackneyed expression, but it happens to be the truth. You've got to start at the bottom. I know. That's where I am, at the bottom. That's a perfect place to start. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Be sort of like uh, what they do in Amsterdam, and that seems to have worked out for that country, right? Okay, Muggs, Amsterdam's not a country. Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, that was, city. Muggs, do you know what country Amsterdam is in? Yes, Denmark. Know when to get out of the conversation, just like dumping out of a call on the air. Hello, what you said, man? Ready on Durban! And now. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are Feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 12th of September. I feel like it's going great. So far, so good. I feel like today is going to be a d- dynamic and exciting and Hall of Fame level show. Feels it. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any buses to move, but. I uh, feel like we will soon. Want <laughs> <laughs> to run us all over. There's no King of Mexico, right? Uh, no, he, no, he's no, he showed he up. He is here. Okay. 527, he got yeah. here. Yeah. Does he know? No. no right. More importantly, Muggs, who's yeah. supposed to be here at 5. Yeah, yeah. MIA. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Not here. Was there a party we weren't invited to? There must have been. Mm. Must have been. Mm. I mean, there usually is, but in this <laughs> case. I mean, if, if we weren't invited, I would be rageful. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I would almost be like, I'd feel like a prophet almost. To... Oh, for not going because you had to get up early the next uh-huh. morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If there was a party, I would right. feel like I thought ahead of time. He was a Prophets of Rage. <clears throat> oh, he was a Prophets Who of was? Rage. Mugs was. Oh. oh, there was a Prophets of Rage show. Yeah. Weird that I use those two terms and stuff, weird. and then that it ties back in. You're joking, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, good. I, I thought, I'm losing it. <laughs> well, no, we are losing it, if you mean the show, yes. I, but mean, I mean more. Uh, but wait, uh, I want to make sure I understand here, because, uh, Kevin, you go to things fairly often. Yeah. And you still show up the next morning. Yeah. Uh, How I much mean, of the show went? Do we know that? Oh answer? no, I think uh, just Muggs. Just Muggs, or maybe Christine was there. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know if Dave was there, but Dave is here now. Correct. Okay. All right. So we're slowly, slowly getting They're staff trickling together. In. Trickling in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hey, think guys, it's a good start. I'm happy with it, I and I would too. like to suggest that we uh, put this into place in the future. <laughs> well, it's worked for us so far, guys. Um, I played a little snippet of "Hi, How Are You" in the intro there. Jensen and I were commiserating with one another yesterday as uh, Daniel Johnson fans. Allie, I know you're on board as well. Mm-hmm. It was very sad news. Uh, very. Um, it, was, it was. I was stunned by it, to tell you the truth. Because I guess because he's been off the radar for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like he was doing fine. But um, he had a heart attack and died at 58. Kevin, you familiar with Daniel Johnston? 
I'm not, no. You, you will love him, I think. He's he, incredible. He's yeah. an incredible songwriter. And the best analogy I can give for you, Kevin, is our old friend Wesley Willis. Yes. Who uh. is just the sweetest guy in the world until he has a manic episode. Yeah. And then he can be scary. And Daniel Johnson was very similar to Wesley Willis in that he was an artist who ended up being so renowned that his his work sells for hundreds of dollars, has been shown in the Whitney Museum. I mean, he was that kind of an artist. But he also was an incredibly prolific singer-songwriter of some of the sweetest and most heartbreaking songs you've ever heard. Yeah. He, he had bipolar syndrome. Um, he battled a lot of demons throughout his life. At one point, he was very obsessed with the devil. In fact, at one point, he thought he was performing an exorcism on a 67-year-old woman who ended up jumping out a window oh, to get away from him man. and broke both legs. Uh, he spent multiple times in multiple mental institutions, including quite a while in Austin. But then you'd catch him on a different day, and he couldn't have been a sweeter, uh, kind-hearted, more open, childlike person. Yeah. I mean, he... He really was a DIY guy who started his career by just recording his music on cassettes and then just handing it out to pretty girls on the street. Yeah. In his McDonald's uniform. In his McDonald's uniform. That's, yeah. That's where he's at the time. Amazing. Yes. Can you run the board for us? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, he's no longer, no longer, no longer okay. available. Right. But he was uh, he was beloved by people in uh, in rock and indie music. There were covers of his songs by everybody from Lana Del Rey to Beck to uh, um, Death Cab for Cutie. Kurt Cobain kind of made him really, really famous by wearing one of his T-shirts uh, on the MTV Movie Awards one year. Mm -hmm. He was Kurt's one of Kurt's favorite artists, right? Yeah, he he said it was his, one of his major influences in songwriting, and that brought a lot of eyes to him, obviously. And then there was a documentary that was also very, very good. Yeah, won a bunch of awards, The Devil and Daniel Johnson, which is certainly worth seeking very out. Much, I mean, yeah. just a really, really sweet guy. And I'm telling you, I'm going to give up a, a, almost a minute of my time here to play a little piece of one of Daniel Johnson's songs because I think it's the least we can do. Yeah. to remember this great artist. And I think you hear this, and this will give you an idea of what his life was like because a lot of his songs, if he wasn't writing about uh, Frankenstein, King Kong, or Casper the Friendly Ghost, he was writing songs about his life. And you listen to this and tell me you don't feel every word of it. Listen up and I'll tell a story About an artist growing old some would try for fame and glory, others aren't so bold. Everyone and friends and family saying, hey, get a job. Why do you only do that only? Why are you so odd? like what you do we don't think anyone ever will it's a problem that you have and this problem's made you ill i mean come on that's, that's heartbreaking. Anyway, Daniel Johnson, a terrific artist. If you're unfamiliar with his work, you ought to check out whatever streaming service you use and uh, and listen to some of his songs. I think you'll I think you'll be happy you did. R.I.P. age 58. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about uh, today's Kevin Abicho, show, shall we? I challenge you to take an extra 0.5 seconds to think about what comes out of your mouth before you say it. Vaping will kill you. Ah. Vitality. That's... 
That's almost not an exaggeration these days. Also, Omar just started. Yeah. <laughs> Once the news came out, he's like, I challenge it. I saw him at the cure, and he's like, dude, I found the best thing to sleep. It's perfect. It's, uh, you know, it's, and he's so excited. I take one hit, I'm asleep in five minutes, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Next day, vaping can kill you. <laughs> Omar is going to beat death, though, you guys. <laughs> um, there is a movie called The Fanatic that mm -hmm. stars John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. Um, it depends. Do you like bad things? If they're bad enough. Very much. Then yes. it come back then around? Very good. Okay. Oh, excellent. Is it the room bad? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. Except there's an Oscar nominee in it. Two time. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Jensen has get up on this like we do on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk to people that will not let you into their house. It's a weird thing. Maybe you're dating them. Maybe they're in your family. But basically... Anytime you do anything, it's at someone else's house. You can't mm -hmm. go there. And it's kind of a mystery. Why? Why? What's going on there? I think you. if somebody doesn't want you in their house, I think you don't want to be in their house. Oh, I agree. Because you're going to find out they have like 800 dogs or something, you know? 800 dogs. Well, you know, like hoarders. Yeah. Do sometimes. <laughs> and also, uh, we'll speak with R.J. Bell from Vegas about week number two and his picks for the NFL. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What I like about uh, Ally McKay? What? Big, thick thighs. Thank not you. Not only that. Not only that. Thank you. They're juicy. <laughs> That's what I heard. Not only that, she brings us what's happening every morning at this time to catch us up with what we missed whilst we slept. Oh, yeah. I'm up all night. While you guys are sleeping, I'm mm -hmm. just like... You're, the whole time... I'm just Googling random names to yeah. find out if I can get info. Well, you don't want to miss anything. Right? I'm like, Sade, what's she been up to? <laughs> <Google>. <laughs> By the way, I'd like, I'd like to know. Yeah, you, you I have, have no idea. That was a weird choice. <laughs> it was. Uh, Kevin Hart is out of the hospital, you guys. <laughs> TMZ has learned he's now at a live-in rehab facility doing intense physical therapy to, uh, of course, recover from that car crash that he had and the surgery that... He had insane amounts of surgery. Yeah. I mean, just awful. And that's take a while. I was going to say, and that's really just the beginning. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ that he's happy to be out of the hospital, that he called home for 10 days. He's got a real positive attitude, and he's just grateful to be alive. They said the goal now is to get him home as soon as possible, and they think realistically in that rehab he could spend more or less uh a week or so at the live-in facility. So, good luck to Kevin Hart. This is now going to be an uphill battle for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. Back injuries is no joke. Hey, I have a uh, question, and this is minor compared to Kevin's uh, Kevin's health. But um, if the guy, if the accident was caused by his driver speeding, mm -hmm. are there any kind of legal repercussions from that? Or I mean. N no, I don't think. Can Meaning, you sue can the... Kevin sue his friend that yeah. has no money and Kevin has all the money? Right, yeah. He, or, I'm sure he could. Really? Or insurance. Or insurance. I'm just wondering. Well, and, yeah. Well, and it's his car, which is a problem. <laughs> so, a problem. I mean, wouldn't you have to prove that in the car you're like, slow down, slow down? <laughs> like, wouldn't you have to prove that you weren't into it? And this isn't a police thing at all. If somebody is going 100 miles an hour in, you know, in Malibu and, and wrecks a car, that's no police involved either, as long as there's not another person out outside the car involved? Well, if you were drunk, or I guess if they could find out that you were driving completely reckless, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case here. Okay. As long as you didn't, like, damage public property or hit another car. Well, they did go through a fence. Well, then, go yeah, the, there would be an issue with the, the fence can sue. <laughs> I don't know. 
what kind of lawyers the fence has. I don't know. It's been, of course they can all they can figure out how fast they were going ish by yeah. you know the skid marks and stuff right. like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think the last thing Kevin Hart is thinking is trying to get money. Yes, you're right. A he has it, and, and B he'd B, like to walk B, instead. B, yeah, he'd probably <laughs> like to be able to sit upright. Imagine at some point. like that dude's schedule is so quadruple booked every single day yeah. that he's now has to clear out everything for the next yeah. few months. I would assume. Yeah. He's he's potentially losing millions oh, yeah. every single week. For sure. And also crews that are involved in these shoots. and mm-hmm. it's, it's really kind of... It has a bigger uh, effect, bigger ripple effect than you would assume. Yeah. Oh, maybe he should sue. The guy with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and who am I to say this guy has nothing? He could, he could come from an oil family. Maybe his family owns ketchup. Or There's, the fence could be made of gold. You didn't even say that. The fence could be made of gold. It could be the fanciest fence. And he's you ready have to sue. to think about all or the variables. Or she, I'm yeah. sorry. He the or fence, she. The fence could have been either. Right. Could or more. Been. Or more. He, he, she, or more. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I honestly. Cover on your bases? Well, I'm also just concerned about the fence. Uh, we're going to get it together for the next hour. Nope. Nope. I promise. <laughs> oh, my God, it's not even six yet. We're not no, on we're air. good. We're good. Uh, some birthdays for you. Rapper Nas, actors Ben McKenzie, Andrew Lincoln, Sam Neill, Jennifer Hudson, Emmy Rossum, and from Rush, I'm going to say his name correctly, <laughs> so when you all email me and go, uh, you pronounce it Pert. No, you don't. His name is Neil Peart, and I get these emails every single time, and then people look it up, and then they don't write back and say, oh, you're right, I was wrong. <laughs> so I'm just telling you what's going to happen right now. You're wrong. It's Peart. Happy you birthday, Neil. You're such a cuck. You're such a cuck, <laughs> all of you listening. Cuckers. Oh, I forgot she wasn't finger on the button no. girl today, so Ruben might have freaked out. But he's a uh, nope, he's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Ruben. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Hey, there are many ways to get in touch with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show, and the easiest because it's on your time schedule, anytime, day or night. When you feel like leaving us a voice message, is to give us a call on the Afro line. It's three two three five two zero A F R O. You call, leave us a message. We play them back on the radio. <laughs> Like this one. What is I'm the army comedian. What is he doing? Can't figure it out. How do you even make that noise if you wanted to? <laughs> I don't know. If you set about to make that exact noise, it would take you forever. I was nervous <laughs> it was his lungs. It was from breathing. <laughs> I found a, uh, a, a Tickle Me Fozzy toy. It's like the perfect boyfriend. It vibrates. That was fuzzy. It said waka waka at the end. And it vibrated. That was the key thing. But that was an Elmo. He didn't say it was Elmo. He didn't say Elmo. He said fuzzy. He said tickle me Elmo. I'm not listening. What's <laughs> happening? Good Lord. You know I tuned you, you know out as soon as I heard The first love Armenian. of your life? Mm-hmm. Was Fozzie Bear? No, I know that. So he was calling about that. There's a vibrating... Uh, there's a vibrating Tickle Me Fozzie? Yes. That thinks it could be your boyfriend. See, you start with Sam, and I just... I tuned out. I got you. I got nothing. Uh, podcast listener. Hi, Kevin and Bean. Um, so I don't work in the summer, and I wasn't listening in the morning for a little while, a couple months, and so now I'm listening again, and I missed some stuff, and I'm wondering why Ali keeps calling everyone a c- 
Like, what's up with that? Um, I don't even think you could say on the radio. Um, someone explain, please. See, I'm not saying that word, ma'am, because you got beeped. I'm saying C-U-C-K, which is a word that I use incorrectly every time. Um, so I can't really explain what it means. <laughs> I cleared it up. It up. Yeah. In, in. Touch my feet. Beautiful. It's just that beautiful. Touching. Really beautiful. Somebody's got a new ringtone. This is Sam Darmin Comedian. Oh, again. What? Why? How? Why do you hate our listeners? Here's the thing. I guarantee, this is why I love him. I guarantee when he hung up, he went, Wow, that was great. I really nailed that. He's like, but that one, I, I missed the crackling. <laughs> Got to call back. Hey, Kevin and Bean, podcast listener here, uh, calling in about uh, drunk parents. Uh, I have many a story, but one in particular, we were having a Halloween party. We used to have some pretty epic ones and uh, caught my mom's friends uh, smoking weed on the side of the house. And I had never seen that adult smoking weed like that before. And so I was like, Mom. Robin and her sisters are smoking weed on the side of the house. And my mom was like, what? They started without me. And Brandon joined. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great story. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm calling about the hey guys. We did this yesterday, the story that says you can't say hey guys anymore because polit- it's not politically correct because you're leaving out all females, mm-hmm. which we didn't fully buy into, by the way. Right. I uh, went into my office and said, what's up, bitches? And my boss sent me home for the day. Oh, no. Allie. That was Allie's suggestion. I said, skip, hey, guys, if you want to, but just walk into your boss and just go, what's up, my bitches? Maybe he didn't do it, like, at that tone. Allie, do you need a gardener or, like, a dog walker? This dude doesn't have a job, probably. I mean, give me a call, sir. Sorry. (laughs) Next on the Kevin and Bean Show, ranch dressing. What's up? Right? Jeez. What's next? Nutella. What's up? Oh, great one. Let Not me write a bad that idea. down. Not write a bad down. idea. Nutella, write it down. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, that's all I can Damn play it, for. Damn it, Kevin. Because I know Allie will write it. Damn it. <laughs> so I'm just going to skip past the rest of that one. That was maybe the best one, but really long. Really long. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, now stop. Timer time. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> Is it Heimer? <laughs> Is it Heimer? <laughs> I love it so much. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> Kevin and Sam. Kevin and Sam. Check it out. Check it out. K-I-O-Q. The most famous Kevin and Sam show. Sorry, being Got to go. So, uh, first of all, I'm not being fired, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard Sam say you've got See, to go. Say, Sorry, you got to go. Second of all, that's him officially throwing his hat into the ring to replace me, right? Yeah. I mean, that was an air check, so that's, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Like he needs to do that. I mean, he's got the job. He's got the gig. Yeah, Kevin, as far as Kevin's concerned, it's his to lose, right? Yeah, his eyes lit up. <laughs> hey, guys. Podcast listener here. I missed National Cover Day. So I was wondering, can you play Kevin's cover of the Interrupters song? I, I know I couldn't request it because po- I only listen to the podcast, but I would really love to hear that. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin.
It started out like any other morning. <laughs> the sky was red and it took a warning. She had the have. <laughs> Hold on, let me take that part again. <laughs> You're reading it. She had the now and the beers are swarming. What? Bees, bees, not beers. She had she had the hive. Now the no! beer hit, hit the hive. She had she hit the hive and. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I didn't even hear what night this was. Right, it's right. it's night, night, one. One. Night, night one. Oh, good God. Should I start over? Yes. 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 <clears throat> it start, it's night one. <laughs> that was so still good. That poor bastard was playing for tickets, and I was the guy giving him clues. To great. acoustic Christmas. Yeah. It was, oh, it was man. not ideal. 323-520-8FRO, <laughs> 24 hours a day. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You guys, next Wednesday, starting at 5.30 in the morning, you can give blood at the Hollywood Park Casino. Mugs will be there around 7.15. Um, <laughs> it's courtesy of our friends at Rambo Last Blood. They are sponsoring the blood drive this year with tons of prizes. I joke, but Mugs will be there bright and early with uh, Not Scary Farm tickets, tickets to L.A. Comic Con, upcoming K-Rock concerts and stuff. But come by just to do the right thing, all right? Just swing on by. You win a prize. Maybe you win a prize. Maybe you don't win a prize. But you've saved a life by giving blood. It only takes about a half an hour or so. And we welcome you to join us. And thanks to Rambo Last Blood, the legend comes home in theaters on September 20th. Next Wednesday at the Hollywood Park Casino. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to take your calls on things, uh, on people that you know that won't allow you into their house. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing. Something sketchy going on Something there. Something sketchy mm. for sure. Yep. Jensen, you ready? I am. Hit it, Steve. Get up, get on up. Listen, we've had a nice little run for TV shows recently on Get Up On This. Despite the marketplace being extremely crowded, there's mm-hmm. a new TV show every single day. But I feel like I've done a pretty good job uh, telling you what shows you should watch. But let's do a quick game here. I I, I looked through some TV shows last night, and I, I, I'm going to list you three different shows. You tell me if they're real or fake. Okay. <laughs> All right, first, Billy Zane stars in Curfew, where in the near future, to protect the population from a virus, the U.K. government imposes a curfew. But a few lucky groups get to take place in a street race for sanctu- a sanctuary. I've never heard of that, but it sounds like it could be real. I'm going to say fake. Never heard of it. It's real. Okay. Uh, how about Mind the Maholtras? A married Middle Eastern couple visits a wacky ter- a therapist. Wow. Visits a wacky therapist to make sure their union is on the right track. But the taboo subjects they tackle are just out too much. That's got to be fake. Fake. Feel like all of these are going to be Me real. Too. That's a real show. <laughs> okay, oh. okay, okay. Oh. Checkered Flag stars Kevin Connolly, who plays an about to retire NASCAR champion, now caught up in a crime ring that has him on the brink of a crash and burn. 
I hope it's fake, That's but I fear it's real. real. <laughs> that one's fake. <laughs> All right. See, there, see, there's too much You're TV. You're messing with us. Too much TV. But it's time to make another exception for this week's Get Up On. It is Wu-Tang, an American saga on Hulu. There's no band called the Wu-Tang no, Clan. This is real. Now, oh. as we find ourselves in the middle of the 25th anniversary of 36 Chambers, that's the seminal rap group's debut album. It's so good. It's uh, arguably the best rap album of all time. Uh, there has been no shortage of media chronicling the group, right? There was the book Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, which is pretty good. The recent Showtime documentary of Mike's and Men that I praised highly on mm-hmm. this show. Loved it. Thought it was great. But now we enter the realm of a scripted show, and I am wildly impressed with the approach of the show. Right. It is so great and fun. Uh, no worries, bald dudes from Orange County with facial statements who will write me aggressively on social media. This show is not about rap music. Yeah, this is K-Rock, not it's, K-Crap. Listen, it's, not about, it's not about rap music, at least yet. Season one of the series follows these Wu-Tang members before they even got into a rap group. It's oh. them as teenagers, and it's, it's a crime story more than it is a music story. So it's based in reality, but it's a fictionalized retelling of how the guys got together. Oh, okay. So the sky is the limit. You see certain things that are involved in their real lives, but then... It's just a good story more than anything that uh, that they're putting together. Uh, it follows Bobby, right? He's played by a very impressive young actor named Ashton Sanders, who uh, will grow up to become the RZA, but they don't say any of those names throughout the entire first season. Wow. So you're trying to figure out who's who as yes. they're going through? Yes. Oh, that that's hard. It's Well, you don't even need to, though. It's okay. not important. It's just if you know those little kind of facts, it's even better. But the show works on its own. It's a little like it's more The Wire than it is a rap show. Are right, you mentioned Bobby. Who's playing Ricky and Ronnie and Michael? No, no, different group. Okay. Different group. But for now, we're in the middle of a drug war between residents of Park Hill and the Stapleton Projects, uh, for which his brother Divine, that's Riz's brother in real life, is heavily involved in the drug trade. And members of the eventual group, Wu-Tang, are split amongst the two different gangs. So you generally don't know anything. Even even if you don't know anything about Wu-Tang, you will like the show very much. Interesting. Uh, it's actually probably better you don't, because then you'll learn... You know, when they get their names, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But there's no way that you won't know who young Aeson is uh, because he looks and sounds and acts exactly like old Dirty Bastard. So you'll figure out that evolution before anyone else. Throughout the tense back and forth between Divine and his rival neighborhood drug lord Supreme, Bobby, also known as Riza, eventually must choose between helping his brother and family in the streets or honing in on his talents in music production. Uh, even working with a kid named Shaw from the other side of the gang tracks, uh, who will eventually grow up to be Raekwon the chef. It's played by the most, uh, I think, the greatest Spider-Man, at least in the last 10, 15 years, uh, Shamik Moore, who played uh, Peter Parker in Spider-Verse, which was great. And he's he's really good in it, too. Here's a clip from the show where Bobby talks to his brother Divine, and uh, Divine is explaining to him that it's time to focus on the hustle and to take care of the family rather than rap. Hey, we just trying to make music, yo. It must be nice to have dreams, hmm? but they ain't real. This house is real. That food on your plate, the money that pays for all of it is real. Your way ain't the only way, Vaughn. You know, the other thing about dreams is that they're there for you to wake up from. You want to make it in this world? Then put in the work. It's it's honestly kind of rap music sopranos a little. Yeah. It just you wouldn't even know it, you wouldn't even know it involves rap music heavily until probably season two or three. Very interesting. Uh, now, if you're a diehard Wu Tang fan like I am, listen, I know I'm way too diehard, but you'll find major Easter eggs like an arcade game mentioning bees or hearing Method Man's first rap moniker, 
Panty Raider. I'm sorry? <laughs> Method Man's first rap name was Panty Raider. Uh, you'll also hear small parts of songs. Uh, uh, RZA working on it. Bobby, uh-huh. work, just a small sample that maybe you'll recognize that comes up later in, in the show. Like, oh, that's that's cream. You'll like notice small things. But the true star here is the approach of the show. RZA and Alex C., those are the co-writers and producers of every episode, uh, somehow were able to take a memoir and turn it into something bigger. Someone myself, I wrote a memoir, and I've always had trouble approaching how I'm going to do it, how you tell so much in such a little amount of time. How about you don't? How about you just tell a good story? Yeah. And this is really the first time that I could think of where that's actually happened, where you take... It's almost they look at them almost like Marvel characters in a way. Like you can tell six different X Men stories, right? Right. They don't all have to work together. They don't all have to be factual. Like this is very much a fun way to approach something that we all think we know about, right? Uh, it's fictionalized but rooted in a true story. So it's awesome. It almost has comic book origins, like I said, which makes sense because Alex C, the co-writer and co-executive producer, he, he worked... is Stan Lee. No, no, okay. no. I thought he... Alex C was going to become Stanley. Stanley is dead. Okay. Uh, but he basically was the co-writer of the Watchmen movie that I think is better than everyone oh, else does. All right. Huh. Uh, the scope is huge. It's unpredictable. And Hulu right now has the first four episodes released. Every Wednesday, there's a new one. Mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Wednesday there. But the first four are already there. And I'm totally jealous of this show. I think that they did an incredible job of taking something that could be very niche and opening it up to a lot of people. Do they plan on multiple seasons? Or That's will the they... plan. Okay. So this, I don't know. We obviously don't know how season one ends. Mm-hmm. But we assume the group gets together over time and they yeah. start working out. You can see it's sort of bubbling in Bobby's head as to maybe using... And Bobby is RZA. That is true. Okay. And they use their real names. And you'll you'll meet Clifford Smith. He works at the Statue of Liberty. Uh, that's, oh. that's Method Man. Uh, oh, because Clifford. Method Man, Clifford really did work at the wow. uh, Statue of Liberty. Wow. So you learn those things small. Like, you, there are real facts in mm-hmm. there. But it's told in this incredible sort of dramatized gang warfare show. And if you love those, this is right in line. It just mm. coincidentally involves the characters from the Wu-Tang. Love line. it. Interesting. Guys, that's my get up on. It is Wu-Tang, an American saga, now on Hulu. Check it out. Get up, get on up. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm reading a, uh, actually just finished a, a book that uh, I very much enjoyed called The Yellow House. <clears throat> and one of the things that I found was really interesting is this is a family of uh, 12 that grows up in East New Orleans. <sighs> and they are embarrassed about the inside of their house. Embarrassed about it. They do not think their house reflects how they want to be perceived by the rest of the world. So the entirety of the lives of these kids that then grow up into young adults that live at this house, they do everything they can to stop anyone from ever coming to their house. Oh, man. So they'll go and play at somebody's house, for instance, and then the mom will say, hey, why don't you play over at your house sometime? And they're like, oh, can't do mm, that. I'm busy that day. Yeah, not available. Getting the carpets clean or whatever <laughs> it is. So they they essentially have to they, they kind of cordon off their own house from all of their friends. That's so sad. That Just sad. because they're sad. ashamed of it. Because they're ashamed of it. Well, Aww. yeah, I mean, I grew up with a family in high school, uh, a family that I, I basically was friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. I knew the father, the mother. I was really close with their son and knew the sister and everything. And in, I guess at our school or our group of friends, people went to each other's house almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. like you would end up coming, you know, like we, we live close to the school. So why don't mm-hmm. you come over today, play video games or right. whatever. And uh, after I would say a year, we realized we had never been to his house. 
And that's, that's sort that, of weird. And that went on for 15 years. <laughs> like wow. that went on. Did you home. ever ask, like, hey, yeah, why don't we go eventually. to your house? I mean, when you're that close to someone, it comes up. And yeah. so uh, the parents, I think, also may have addressed it with our parents a couple times. Mm. But basically, we had put together that they were hoarders. Um, oh. And that it involved, you know, like from newspapers to trash to like. To cat like the Like the show, yeah. yeah. Cats, like the hoarder yeah. show. They had, uh, I think, I don't think, maybe they don't dump out cat poo. Oh right? yeah, there's there's feces everywhere yeah. sometimes in a hoarder sometimes house. It's so awful. Uh, so but, they were just trying their best just to keep everyone out. And you could understand probably no room. Yeah, and you just nice. You could uh, get the door open. Uh, and you could imagine too, like the amount of shame and guilt, that, and like as you're a teenager and you know no one could come to your house. Yeah. It's like the worst That's feeling. So that is rough. Brutal. But I also think, and we thought this might be an interesting phone topic if you've been involved in a relationship, romantic or otherwise, friends, whatever. Uh, we thought it'd be interesting to find out the stories of nobody was allowed at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And did you ever find out why? Mm-hmm. I mean, there could also be situations where somebody just has a terrible relationship with their parents mm-hmm. and they don't want to bring their friends around because they don't want their friends to, I don't know, suffer the wrath of their parents. We uh, we had to set um, a friend of mine straight as to why she was never invited to her boyfriend's house. Um, At first it was, he's having roommate issues. Mm -hmm. It's awful. Then it was, oh, my place is a mess. Let's just, let's go to your house. Let's do that. So that's two red flags. Uh, Two Mm. red flags. Uh, (laughs) Then we finally said to her, "Um, any chance, A, he lives at home, B, he has a wife, C, or C, he just doesn't want you around. All three of those things are a problem if he's not being upfront with you. Yeah, of the course. wife thing is a problem. It's regardless. a bigger problem, sure. Yeah. The living <laughs> wife, with wife the, and kids. Yeah, yeah. Living with parents, that's something that maybe he was ashamed about that type of thing, but they wound up breaking up. She never found out. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Interesting. So 1-800-520-1067, that's the telephone number. I bet there have been a lot of situations with dating where oh, somebody yeah. just doesn't yeah. want you at their house because they just don't want they don't want you to see how they live. You know, they just think mm-hmm. it represents them poorly. Yeah, like if you know, you're a slob or whatever. You don't want to bring somebody over, or I don't know. You you don't want to. I'm about to make a bad a bad example. Don't set it up like that. Just come with it. You uh, you don't want them to know you've got a whole bunch of tarantulas here. What? You don't want them to know. What? What, what am I dating, Billie Eilish? What you have mean? a bunch of tarantulas in your house. Yeah, just all willy nilly, <laughs> running around all crazy. I was just thinking about somebody who maybe that's their thing is they collect like reptiles and spiders and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna freak out any chick I try to bring home. So it's just best if I keep them away. I do uh, know someone who went home with a guy once and showed up, and it was the, he had tons of birds mm-hmm. live. Like he collected oh. birds, okay. and there was like no. f- even in the Not bathtub crowley. he had yeah. bigger birds. And I, maybe he never should have let women come to his yeah. house. Yeah, I had a friend uh, named Chris that came over to my house. We were going to be going out, so I'm like, "Oh, just come to my house first, then we'll leave from here." Walked in, saw all of my Chris- Christmas stuff mm-hmm. up. It was early November, and he just looked at me and he goes, Allie, seriously, pre-turkey stuff, pre-turkey is a real boner killer. No dude is ever going to want you walking in here. And I was like, Chris, that is hurtful and delightful. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. By the way, it's November. That's you, what I'm you saying. You start in the summer. 
I do not. <laughs> do you have a Christmas tree? Do you have a Christmas tree up right now at your house? No, Sally? it's it's a white birch tree with white lights that um, then during the different holidays I will put on different ornaments on that that correspond to the holiday. I can't wait to put my Halloween stuff up on that white birch tree. Uh, all right, so it's year round. You feel like that's but right. it's not so, a Christmas tree. It's just a white birch tree. It's not that a, becomes a Christmas tree. No, no, no. That leaves. That goes into a totally different room when I bring out my three Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe in this example, Allie is the person okay, who yeah, should yeah, never just, have anyone just over. Just not let anyone that. come over. Thanks, Chris Porter. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's, uh, I think there's definite red flags if the person doesn't want to, doesn't want you to see how they live, because that's I, a lot of their personality. I, I knew a guy. I was friends with a guy named Gene one time, and his wife would invite everyone over for a party. Oh, his wife Donna, real nice lady. <laughs> Yeah, how do you know? Yeah, go on. Yeah, uh-huh. she would invite everybody over to the house, and then Jean would call them back and say, "You know that party uh-huh. that Donna was telling you about? It's not happening. We're not. It's not. We're not going to do it." Wait, he disinvite you to yes. a party his wife invited you to? Yes. Why? And it wasn't just me. He would disinvite everyone that she invited. Why? Because he didn't like people coming over. To bean, bean, touch my peen. I don't know these this couple that you're speaking of, but uh-huh. I, I will tell you, it sounds like he's on the right track. I, it sounds being to me like literally he's... used to call people and uninvite them. What were you doing, like cleaning up her, being like, I don't want anyone over, so you had to clean up the mess of it? Uh, I don't know why you're asking me. You should be asking this Gene guy, but my guess is he just didn't want people in his house. My guess is he just preferred to keep it chill. That's my <laughs> guess. <laughs> chill. <laughs> All right, let's, yes. go to Bri- let's go to Brianna before the break. 1-800-520-1067. Brianna joins us from West Covina. She is on line two. This is exactly what we're looking for. Brianna, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What's up? Hi. Hi um, yeah, so I had a really good friend who lived, like, down the street from me, and she would always come over to my house, but I was never allowed over to hers. The only time was, like, maybe three years into our friendship, I got to go over once, but... I ended up finding out years later that I couldn't go over because her dad grew weed at their house. Ah, I didn't even so think no about that. No one was allowed that. over. I didn't even think about somebody is trying to hide illegal activity. Yeah, that's yeah brilliant. Yeah. Did you get a, a good deal? Yeah. Was there a friends and family discount on the weed? You know, it's funny because now she actually worked for her dad. So, and I'm not friends with her anymore, but I'm sure I could. Okay. Yeah, mm. just get her number and just pass it on. Get to, don't be lazy. Yeah. Let's get to that. Yeah, don't bogart. <laughs> right, thank you, right. Thank you, Brianna. Appreciate the call. 1-800-520-1067. You weren't allowed over to somebody's house. Did you ever find out why? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We're taking calls from people who were not allowed to go over to their friends' houses ever. Yeah, I feel like in general that's kind of sketchy, but maybe there are some legitimate reasons that no one's allowed in the person's house. Let's find out from Trevor what his situation is. Los Angeles, line one. Up next on the Kevin Amit Show. Hey, Trevor. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thanks. Good First time caller, my, I, I have a seven and a nine-year-old in the back seat, and they demanded I called in. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a super hyper kid, and I went over to my friend's house once, and his mother collected antiques all throughout the house. And I literally walked in the house and went down the first hallway, she had one table. I swear it was like a half an inch of dust on it. Mm-hmm. And I ran my finger down the whole thing. And I've never seen anybody, an adult, have to break down that quickly. Thought so you were going gonna... to... Yeah, yeah, oh, she... Well, I just... I don't know if the dust scratched the top of it or something. But literally, she said, get out of the house. 
never allowed back in their house. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I bet she was just freaked out that a kid was somehow going to not only mess, mess up her dust collection, but also knock something <laughs> off that table. That's good. Absolutely. Dust and, yeah. And, and, and I was like a Tasmanian devil. So she's like, please just get the hell out of She house. did the right thing. Yeah. Trevor, it sounds oh, like you've did. really chilled out. You're very yeah. calm now. <laughs> oh, my God, Pat. So much. So he's at literally with the seven and nine year old, 120 down the freeway right now. One arm on the phone, one arm on the on the actual driver. All right, thank you for the call, my friend. The Kevin and Bean Show. Somebody won't let you over to their house. That's mm-hmm. weird. And why? How long, Allie, if you were dating a guy, would it start to really, really be a red flag for you if you didn't ever see the inside of his apartment? If we had gone out like a. F- Maybe four or five times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, really? however long lot. that was, yeah, yeah, gotcha. absolutely. So four nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking uh, red flags or worse. Let's get back to your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Same number, by the way, if you want to text in. If you can't call, let's go to Kevin. He's in Fontana. He's on line three up first. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin and Bean Alley. What's up? Hey, you tell us, man. Hey. So, all right. So, I was dating this girl for about four years. Never went over. I was 16 at the time, right? Never went over to her house. We always had to be outside in the porch or hanging out in the front yard, right? So wait, then, so you went over to her house and could be sitting on the porch, but just not open that door? Do not open that door. And if you open that door, you got to be on the driveway. Like, you just couldn't see in. You couldn't You couldn't be anywhere near to look inside. Windows were always cl- closed okay. and everything. Okay. We did, we did it for like four years, right? And I never had a problem with it. They were really Christian. I couldn't take her out to eat or, or to the movies or anything like that. So anything we had to do was in the front yard. Keep in mind, we were like 16, 15, like around 15, 16, 17 years old. Right. Uh, and then uh, in 2016, I actually uh, proposed to her, got engaged. Uh, All right, hold up. Okay. Hold, yeah. up. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Right we're there. bearing the lead. <laughs> hold up right there. So you dated her for four years. You were unable to step foot inside the house, and you asked her to marry you. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like, hey, um, if we're going to make this kind of commitment, I don't know, show me your house? Uh, well, I mean, the parents never felt comfortable with it, and every time I tried to go in, they were like, no, 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 not right now, not right now. What if, but what if, right now. What, what if it was a serious problem? Like, what, was there, what if it was a deal-breaker for you in the house or something like that? Uh, <laughs> well, it kind of was because it was a problem because eventually I moved in there when I, when I got married and I lost my job. I moved in there with them, and then I realized what the problem was. The problem was uh, all the cabinets, everything like uh, where you put the silverware dishes and all that, none of that had doors. They were like ripped off. Uh, there was a lot of like uh, problems in the house, broken uh, chimney, broken doors, no carpets in the room. Uh, there was like practically no furniture. And if there so was, it was just falling apart. No, it was like a crack house. <laughs> but they're not crackheads. Oh, thank they're God. Friendly. All right. So they're, they're just poor, okay? Uh, they were just poor. They couldn't afford anything, and it was a big problem for them. And then when I when I got in the first time, they were all apologetic, and you know they were like so sorry, so sorry. And I was like, man, this is not a problem to me. Like this is how I grew up in South Central. Like yeah, they were know, just ashamed. My parents, my, yeah, my that's parents sad. Poor, you know, and you got to remember uh, how how horny Kevin was. I mean, he needed to marry this woman. <laughs> she was the love of my life. Oh. oh. Have you, have you helped make over the house at all, or they still live in the squalor? Uh, I try to help, but, you know, like, I have to take care of my daughter first, 
my wife and now my own home. So right. I kind of have to take care of my stuff first before I can take care of them. Well, okay. You sound like a good man. You Kevin. do. You do. Glad you called. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All Kevins are good men. That's what I've noticed. Well, well, just in general. Sure I've, I've, I've noticed it. 1-800-520-1067. Let's go to line five. Uh, Stanton, and this is Scott calling in. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Gonna miss you, Bean. Gonna miss you. Thank you, sir. You too. What's up? Hey, so I grew up not realizing that I was being raised by racists. <laughs> 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 Nothing worse than a racist. <laughs> and, and the woman that I married could not enter my house and we started dating in high school, and she could not enter my house for about a decade. What? Ten years? What? Yeah. Did you and, ever ask why? Um, it became very apparent. All right. Uh, what are the so What are I, the races of the people involved? Uh, my mother is a, a well was a beautiful white Anglo uh, lady, and she decided to marry a Mexican man. Okay, and. And so then, um, when they had all of us kids, we were all a mixed uh, race. Right. Okay. And so I decided that I fell in love with this beautiful Filipino girl. And as soon as my mother got wind of that, she could never come to the house. Oh. And then when she worked at, a, at a, a grocery store that I worked at as well, my mother would purposely go into the store just to antagonize her. And, oh, my and, um, God. It, it was pretty horrible. So, so wait. then my father passed. Okay, go ahead. So she married a Mexican, yeah. but not down with the Asians. No. She has very specific that, that, racism. Quite frankly, she only wanted her son to be with a, a nice white girl, I'm afraid. Wow. wow. So what's your relationship yeah. like now that you that you and your, your girlfriend are married? She did. Well, um, when my father passed away uh, in the 90s, uh, 93, that kind of opened my emotional door to say, sorry, Ma, this is going to happen. And, and I, I just have to, it's going to. And so it did. And, and then the years went on, and this is the kind of woman my wife is. Um, the last year of my mother's life, she found herself very ill and in the ICU for a, a number of months. And in that time, without being asked, my wife paid my mother's mortgage, wow. all of her bills. She made sure that she was taken care of. And when she came out of the ICU, which she did, and she learned this of my wife, she left the earth with a, a whole different view of, of race. Oh, I thought you were going to say her last wife. word was a racial yeah. slur. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing no, she no. saw was your wife putting the pillow on your mother's face, though, right? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, just ahead of uh, what's happening in R.J. Bell with his NFL Week 2 picks, Kevin, you were talking about that friend of yours, Gene, who used to disinvite people yeah. in his house. After his, wife his wife was so in. sweet, and she would say, hey, come on over, and then he would call and say, don't. Weird well, guy. Yeah. yeah. Lee writes in uh, from Tustin, I wonder if Kevin's friend Gene might not have wanted people coming to his house because he didn't want them clogging his toilet and then leaving. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Does Bil he have a friend, Kevin, too, that guy? <laughs> building, building a mountain and then calling for the valet. That's the story I heard. I mean, I did run. <laughs> I ran from did, his house. Yeah. That's did, why I, I only ran. I don't poop in public. I just get home. <laughs>
I ran away like a... And like, never told them no. they had to find out on the air that uh, you're the one that caused their bathroom to basically be flooded. That's right. <laughs> Probably yes. 15 to 20 years later, yes. yes Unbelievable. Right. Goddamn Kevin. Right? Exactly right, sir. Ali is here with her. What's happening on a Thursday morning? Remember when we had a gentleman on the air that was calling in to tell us about some shows he was going to be doing in Las Vegas? And he talked about everything but those shows he was going to be doing in Las Vegas. Mm. Talked about love that guy. all the different animals that he was trying to kill at all his properties. Mm-hmm. He was being Basically, it sounded like he was being overtaken by a total farm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That man is Terry Bradshaw. And it was one of the funniest interviews I think we've ever been a part of here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Well, it sounds like it's time to have Terry Bradshaw back on the show. All right. Yes. Because legendary professional football player, iconic entertainer Terry Bradshaw is going to bring his musical comedy and storytelling production, The Terry Bradshaw Show, back to Las Vegas for some extended performances. Terry Bradshaw! The limited engagement will run in the Atrium Showroom at Luxor Hotel and Casino for three Tuesday nights in October. Seven hours each night. October 1st. (laughs) October 22nd, and October 29th. But it is nothing like the pain that shingles causes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Was that him? That's, That's him, him yes. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw does a very popular shingles series. Shingles. I hope he does sh- uh, shingles chunk in the show. <laughs> yeah. Man, when I got shingles, it was something awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We need to have him back on. We I agree. Find out, A, how the original show went, if he's changing anything up, and did he sell the place in Hawaii that was overrun by rats? I mean, maybe every day between now and then. Just to keep <sighs> yes. getting updates. Need to yes, check in. Please. Yeah. He tells stories and he sings, guys, yes. yeah. in this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Songs. I mean, With his we, mouth. we try to control <laughs> interviews. We do yeah. our best to ask questions, make sure that we are, tra- you know, it. we're steering it. Yeah. With him, Mm-mm. a minute in, we were like, hands off. Yeah. Go, yeah. go dude. Let him yeah. roll. Just go. We literally said, can you hold on? Because we want to do another segment. Yes. We never have two segment <laughs> phone people ever. Oh, Terry Bradshaw. The best. What Come back, the please. Yeah, we need him back to... Uh, to sell these shows, which honestly they're going to sell out. They have to because sure. he's amazing. But we have to have him back on. Agreed. What about Terry Tuesdays? It's not Terry enough. Terry Tuesdays! It's not oh. enough, but I'll take it. By the way, uh, he was denied that. Yeah. LeBron James. Oh, they denied he the was, Taco yeah, Tuesday He was trying thing? to get the Taco Tuesday thing so he could use it in different uh, Branding opportunities. He lost it. But uh, yeah, they the Taco John still retained that Taco Tuesday. May I suggest mm-hmm. Taco Thursday? Taco Thursday. I mean, you, uh, you could yeah. suggest that. Mm-hmm. You could. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of racist to me. Taco <laughs> yeah. Thursday? Or like you have a little speech impediment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Guys, if you were hoping that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and Robert Pattinson's Batman were going to meet up on screen... Nope. Wait no more, because it's never going to happen. Joker movie director Todd Phillips said in a recent interview, nope, not going to meet up at all, because for him, Phoenix's Joker doesn't really exist in the same universe as Pattinson's Batman. This Joker movie is kind of a whole separate island yeah, unto it's itself, a standalone, right? It fits into nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This it's one, just yeah. a standalone origin story of the character, so he's not going to be meeting up with other DC people like, hey, remember me? I'm the Joker. 
That's how he would say it? He'd probably say it differently, yeah. more menacing. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that movie, you guys. Same. Cannot wait. <sighs> Paul Rudd. Is there anyone besides maybe a Tom Hanks that you only hear wonderful things about? Keanu Every, Reeves. Keanu. Keanu, yeah. yeah. But people, that's it. People yeah. that run into these people always have something wonderful to say. People that have worked with them in the past always Ooh. have wonderful Henry things. Henry Winkler. Oh, Henry yeah. Winkler. He's and there Ron too. Howard gets it too. Yeah. Oh, all delights. All delights. I think all Allie's delights. point was there wasn't any more. <laughs> Yep. I mean, is there anyone besides Paul Rudd? And then I gave Tom Hanks, and now we've named 17 more. Well, all I'm saying is Paul Rudd now isn't that special. Oh, That's oh. the point of my story. That all isn't right. the point. Oh, no. No. Okay. He is a total gentleman. He was on a flight from Calgary to New York City, took selfies with fellow passengers, sat next to two passengers who were from the Philippines, talked all about how he's always wanted to travel to their home country. Upon landing, he helped the ladies with their luggage, took selfies with him. What if they were like, I can't get this guy off me. I don't know who <laughs> he is. What if they had he... no idea who he was? He won't like, leave oh, us alone. You ever sit next to one of those guys that just wants to gab the I whole time? I don't care that he wants to go I to the Philippines. I have headphones on. Oh, come on. And then he got my luggage, so I knew I had to talk to him even longer. Oh, took his shoes insane. off, put him on top of a seat. <laughs> oh, well, he was dressed pretty incognito. Black baseball cap, gray hoodie, sweatshirt, and jeans. Which just sounds like what he'd wear anyway, so mm-hmm, not so sure. much incognito. But I guess the moral of the story is we just named a ton of really nice people in Hollywood. It's <laughs> <laughs> refreshing. The same. By the way, there it are, there are nice. thousands of people, and oh. we named like six. So yes. it is very rare. Yes. Yes. He is God's gift. Wow. That is really nice of you to say. It is nice. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bike who got me on the penis, people. <laughs> was, was that him? Missed that. That was him at the airport? Yeah, I think so. That is so weird. <laughs> I miss him. Uh, you guys see the picture uh, that Artie Lang posted yesterday? Yes. Encouraging. I yes. Not. What is it? He posted a picture of himself and tweeted, Great to be home. Seven months, 14 days sober, but one day at a time. Lots of new stories to tell. He also added he's going to announce some new tour dates on Friday. Thank you for the support. Love you all. It is the best that I have seen Artie Lang look in decades. Granted, you know, his nose is still smushed when he tried to do some drugs that also had some glass in it. Yeah, I don't think he can fix that. Yeah, you don't don't fix that nose unless you rebuild the whole thing, which I don't know how they would do. But just his eyes, like, it looks like he has life. He looks healthy. Yeah, he he was wearing, like, a J. Crew kind of fitted outfit. Mm -hmm. And lost a ton of weight. Lost a ton of weight. Because he's normally wearing, like, an old hoodie with, like, an Atlantic City Plaza shirt or something. Thing like you know, and this looked really good. Real specific. <laughs> Listen, I love shirts. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked real good, and it was wonderful to see. So let's let's all hope he stays Who on that. I love shirts. That door that sits across from us, Kevin. How many shirts do I, to say? How many shirts do I own? I notice people's t-shirts. Wow, I have thousands. I love shirts. What a nerd! <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> Is it a toilet baby? Nothing about what we were saying would make you ask that, sir. All right. Some birthdays for you. Sam Neill, Nas, Andrew Lincoln, Ben McKenzie, Neil Peart, Emmy Rossum, and Jennifer Hudson. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Not only one of my favorite segments of the week on the Kevin and Bean Show, but one of my favorite jingles, too. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. The founder of pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and he hosts the number one national sports betting show straight out of Vegas with RJ Bell. He's too modest to say this himself, but 3 0, his first week back on the Kevin and Bean show for this uh, 100th season of the NFL. Hey, RJ. You know, my mom was in Vegas last week for my birthday. She came out, it was nice. And I was talking about you guys. I said, Mom, I said, you know, they, they like me, I think. Right, I've been winning for them for five years, but they seem to begrudge our collective success. <laughs> and, and she said, listen, son, she goes, let them say it. And if they don't, the audience will know something's wrong with oh, them. Marcia, none of that happens. <laughs> you don't even have you a mother. Have a mom. You don't have birthdays. <laughs> Immaculate conception, right? Um, you, could, you could have done the Ravens minus 50, though. I guess you didn't realize that when you made your pick uh, with them over the Dolphins. That was a that was the craziest out of control game ever, wasn't it, RJ? No doubt. And a lot of people speculate <clears throat> Miami may be the worst team in memory, and it's a motivational issue because in the NFL, even the worst teams try to win, but Miami, for whatever reason, is kind of doing the process, right? You might remember the 76ers in the NBA. It was like let's lose for a while, get some good draft choices. And then we start winning. Mm-hmm. Well, in the NFL, that's never really been done. And now Miami, at least people are speculating that's the perspective. So it's interesting. We didn't pick this game. But this week, the New England Patriots, defending champions, go to Miami and are favored by almost 20 points. That's as big of a road favor as we've ever seen. That's amazing. All right, before we get to this week's picks, RJ, I just want to respond to something that you, or at least uh, inquire for follow-up on something that you tweeted about in the week, which is that week one of the NFL, many bettors tend to overreact to. What do you mean by that? Well, remember, we all have a huge, in our brains, and this is, you know, it's interesting about sports betting, right? Because you're going against the marketplace, other bettors, so you want to understand the flaws of their thinking. Well, one of the basic flaws of most people's thinking is we overemphasize what we saw most recently. And it makes sense, right? If you're out in the woods back in the caveman days, uh uh-oh, there was a rustling over there to the left. There might be a tiger. You don't think, oh. what? Yeah, think think you're walking now. Imagine, right? Okay. And you've got got the loincloth on, right? No cell phone. It's like, you know, 2,000 years B.C., and you hear a rustling. You're thinking, oh, that could be something dangerous. That's because you're thinking... Um, you're relying on what you're seeing now. You're not saying, oh, the last 10 times I went by that bush, there was no tiger in there. RJ, I have a question. Are you drunk? No. (laughs) Okay. This is how, listen, you don't understand how I make these picks and win. Okay. That's the trick. You think it's easy. He is in a loincloth right now, Kevin. Uh, So so, so, to make a long story short, we all 
emphasize what happened most recently. Everyone saw, for example, teams do really well or bad last week, and they tend to think that's the truth. But we all know teams do good and bad across the season. Right? All right. I, I withdraw the question. I apologize <laughs> for asking it. All right. Let's get to this week's picks. The big dog game of the week puts you and me at odds, RJ. You've got my beloved Seattle Seahawks plus four against your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. What up? Yeah, so I do have Seattle here. And you might say, wait, RJ, I thought you said we overreact. Pittsburgh looked horrible. Well, true. But occasionally, horrible means horrible. And I think the Steelers are just getting old. Big Ben is moving towards 40, and he took some tough hits. I mean, this is a guy that's not going to age like Tom Brady. And also, the offensive line has gotten older for Pittsburgh. Seattle didn't look great last week, but they made a trade with Houston to get a good young defensive lineman, Clowney, and I think he's going to start stepping up. So all in all, I like the value. Remember, home teams should only be favored by three. If they're even, they're four here, Pittsburgh, which means Seattle is supposed to be the worst team between the two. I don't think that's true. Seattle plus four. I love to hear that. All right, your best bet. You've got the Titans hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is an example of there's an initial reaction, and then there's a backlash to the reaction. So, remember, the Colts and Drew Luck and had an unexpected retirement weeks ago, right? Right. No one, he was 29 years old, one of the five best quarterbacks, says, I'm done, right? Now, everyone said, uh-oh, Colts are done. Luck's out, Colts are done. But then they started thinking, hmm, you know, this backup, Brissett's not so bad. And, hmm, they got a good offensive line. There's all this thinking going on, and they kind of forgot how good luck is. So the idea that Tennessee is an equal team only to the Colts, which is a home team favored by three says, I think it's a, it's kind of a backlash to the backlash. I think the value's on Tennessee. So Tennessee minus the field goal over the Colts, who do not have Andrew Luck. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's an, uh, an overstatement to say this is the most anticipated matchup of two teams who met last year. The Los Angeles Rams are hosting the New Orleans Saints, and football fans all remember what happened the last time they played. Yeah, so the sense is revenge, and it was uh, a tough pass interference call that went against the Saints, and uh, Rams benefited from it, and now it's in Los Angeles. Now, L.A., uh, the Rams typically don't have a great home field. But the Saints, and again, that's, uh, I think, with the new stadium, it will get better. The Saints, though, are a horrible road team relative to how good they are, meaning the negative of them being on the road is pretty significant for the Saints. So let's say that equals out. So now we're saying, well, who's better, the Rams or the Saints? I think you could make the case the Rams, but I think it also equals out. So you're thinking, okay, now we got equal teams. We've got equal positive home field and negative road disadvantage. So why do you like the pick? It's because the line is two and a half. The difference between three and two and a half is literally the difference between winning and losing. So we get to lay two and a half when we should be laying three. That's why it's a good pick. It's really that small of an edge. But remember, many NFL games and three, it's the most common number. So the Rams minus two and a half is the big game. I have uh, two different groups of friends in New Orleans who are flying to, one is a group of eight, flying to Los Angeles just to be in the stadium to see that revenge Wow, game. but you got very wealthy friends. He does, I mean, yeah. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ, you would have made our listeners some money with your three for three week last week. This week, your picks are the big dog, Seattle Seahawks plus four at Pittsburgh. The best bet is the Titans minus three hosting Indianapolis. And the big game is the LA Rams minus two and a half hosting the New Orleans Saints. Let's keep it going. Let's make it two well, wins in a row. I'm going to tell my mom 
Tom, you were just fine with me this week. Because <laughs> oh, he's RJ Bell. RJ Bell. The world famous K-Rock. For about uh, 20 minutes this summer, there was a movie in theaters called The Fanatic, starring mm-hmm. John Travolta, um, directed by Fred Durst. Also, was it co-written by Fred Durst it as well? It was, yeah. Okay. It was co-written and directed by Fred Durst. You now know here, what time it is. Here's my uh, question for you, Jensen. We know that you are a Blu-ray head. Yes. Is this a movie that you are going to insist down the road on owning? And unless I need a drink coaster, no. Uh, there's no need. This movie came out in theaters August 30th and then found its way into digital, I don't know, about... One day later? About a day later. Uh, so you can watch it on demand. You can watch it on iTunes. And, and you Can asked we me, not watch it? Well, you asked me if, if it's good. Yes, because we don't want to watch it. That's why we gave it to you. That was my job yep. here. Uh, I... It's so bad, it might be good. Oh, interesting. Now, you won't recognize anyone in the movie at all, right? Except the lead, Mm -hmm. John Travolta. Two-time Oscar nominee John Travolta. That's right. And just to give you a feeling of what this movie is like, I'd like to play you the first clip of John Travolta. This is the first line of the movie. And let me remind you again, he was nominated for two Oscars. Hey, Aaron. Chocolate mousse. I can't talk too long. I gotta poo. Uh, wait. <laughs> Can you play it again? Wait. Can we play it again? Are First you line of the movie? Because the guy says, hey, and then his name is Moose, so uh-huh. Chocolate Moose. And then that's his first line. Hey, Aaron. Chocolate Moose. I can't talk too long. I gotta poo. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I kind of love it. It's what I always say. If you want to get out of a conversation, just say, I have to poo. John Travolta is seen on a Vespa. He has this weird bowl cut. Uh, he wears a button-up shirt of the Universal Monsters that he says is uh, one of a kind. He is slow. There's mm-hmm. no questioning that he's playing sort of a... Uh, kind of a mentally... little autistic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, actually, probably a lot autistic. Uh, and he dresses a little like a 60-year-old Billie Eilish. He has, like, very <laughs> long shorts on and a button-up. Uh, also, yeah, his name is Moose. That's something to keep in mind. He is a horror movie savant. He is a celebrity collector, so he collects autographs, loves celebrities in general, but he's the biggest fan of Hunter Dunbar, who is a 90s horror movie icon played by horror 90s icon Devin Sawa. Uh, Moose is going to end up at a party with Hunter, which he's thrilled about. Here, John Travolta is practicing for the party uh, for the moment he's going to meet his hero, Hunter Dunbar, again, two Oscar nominations. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Dunbar. I have every one of your VHSs and DVDs. I'm one of... I'm... Ha! You were really rad in Vampire Killers. Oh? You want me to call you by your first name? Hi, Hunter. <laughs> this is a one and only shirt. But I can tell you where to get it. But it, there won't be any there. He's practicing for when he meets the man, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, wow. look, it's hard to judge. It's hard listening to it. It's hard to judge if his acting is bad or not if he's playing a character who is Yeah, slow. but the character is brutal. It's like I, I, what I'm trying to explain to you is that there is no full development of the character. Everything mm-hmm. I've told you so far is really all you're given. The so whole movie. There's no like, oh, he had a head wound. Like, you don't learn anything about him as a character or his background or anything. You're just thrown into it with a man with a bowl cut who drives a vest. 
Vespa. Okay. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm filling feeling, in some of the holes. I'm feeling sorry for him so far. All right. Well, you will lose that. Uh, <laughs> truth is he sneaks into the party by scaling a fence. Uh, he orders a milkshake at the posh kind of Chateau Marmont bar. This is Kevin. They laugh at him. How dare you? Also, he's obsessed with ice cream and milkshakes. Can this I tell is you that? Kevin! Uh, Long shorts hopping over walls. Bowl cut. Bowl cut. Ice Vespa. cream. Uh, ice cream. A little slow. I'm a little slow. He also gets in an accident. He gets in an accident in the Vespa I later. I mean. Uh, sadly, Hunter wasn't at the party. He gets kicked out for being weird and having a bowl cut. Uh, oh, also, he's a Hollywood Boulevard street performer as a Victorian British policeman chasing Jack the Ripper. Did I tell you guys that? What? Yes. Yeah. What? That's, that's what he does. What? For, that's what he does for a living. Come he on. ends up at a comic book store signing of Hunter's, but when Hunter has to leave because of some personal issues, Moose crosses the line as a, a fanatical fan, right? And and this is the first uh, of many fights between the actual star, played by Devin Sawa, uh, and John Travolta. Now, uh, a paparazzi friend then shows Moose a star map app. Uh, to see where celebrities are. This is his reaction. Hello? Leah! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you so much! Okay, calm down. Thank me for what? The star map app is awesome! It's so awesome! Ben Affleck's house? I saw his house. It's so big. Did you know it has two pools? And, 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 and James Franco lives 15 minutes away from me. 15 minutes. He's practically my neighbor. Um, I only pulled that clip because he sounds like Stryker. He does. <laughs> it's true. You look crazy. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead, uh, Bean. You're going to ask me something? Uh, was this movie tough to get through? Yeah, bro. Uh, real bad. Uh, my wife asked me why I have this job uh, halfway through it. So he finds Hunter. Jensen's recapping The Fanatic yeah. with John Travolta. And, and per, uh, it's directed, produced, and co-written by Fred Durst. Uh, so just to remind you. Let's stick to what Kevin and Bean listen to. Okay. So he finds Hunter's house to drop off a I deserve more kind of note. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. dude, I bought all your movies. I bought all your shirts. He ends up, and I, I know it sounds like I'm missing a lot. I'm not. He ends up uh, having another altercation with Devin Sawa. Hunter stabs him in the chest with a Sharpie, kind of like aggressively uh-huh. and then signs his shirt leaving like a little bit of a blood stain which I guess Sharpies would leave a blood stain hmm. I if don't poke the skin if you hit it hard enough I, maybe I don't know but huh. f- here's another clip Fred Durst needs to convey that Moose is a maniac you know not just a, a, a Hollywood street performer he needs to show that this guy has like a violent past so this is when he has a run in with another street performer again two Oscar nominations <laughs> I wish Freddy would come and chop off your head and it would roll in the street and a truck would squish it and the blood would splatter everywhere and everyone would watch it. Sounds great to me. So Fred Durst shot that and said, all right, that's a wrap that's on the that take. scene. Let's move on to the next one. And then in editing, he said, let's use that one. <laughs> so from here, the madness leads Moose back to Dunbar's house where he's approached by a maid who coincidentally is also having sex with Hunter Dunbar. And during their exchange, he punches her and kills her. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, this movie's insane. This is a crazy wow. movie. He accidentally pushes what looks like her nose bone into her brain, like he's Steven Seagal. Mm. Uh, this finally allows Moose to enter the house and use Hunter's toothbrush, play his piano, watch his home movies, and stay hidden in the house as Hunter and his son return home. And eventually, he watches Hunter fall asleep, right? And then he walks up to him, and he touches Hunter's ear, his eye and his mouth and his hair, each time pulling back to smell his fingers. What? No, no. And then he leaves undetected in the morning. But that next morning, we get this amazing scene in Hunter's car where Devin Sawa is driving with his son and there's a certain band playing in the background. You okay with some music? You like a little Limp biscuit? Sure. You like a little biscuit? Yeah. Yeah? It's loud. 
I used to listen to this back in the day. This is hot. Oh, my God. That is nice. That is nice. What is happening? I want you to pull your weenies out. Okay, and wow. so now let, this leads us to Moose being crazier and crazier. Here's John Travolta, two-time Oscar nominee, acting crazy. And who stuck by you the whole time? Me. I did. This is a nightmare. This is a freaking nightmare. No, it is not okay. That was a clip of the movie, not me watching the movie. Wow. Which it could have also been. This leads to a big shock. Moose breaks into his house. Uh, he ties up Hunter. You don't see that struggle at all. Just Hunter. We just see Hunter tied up. Just tied up. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, it's, you know this part. It's the it's misery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he has his mm-hmm. favorite person tied up. He kind of plays with plastic toy knives, puts water all over him, calling it gas. Here's a clip real quick of that scene where he does like a... Um, he like tells him to visualize what can happen if he lets him off the handcuffs out of the tie. So this is Devin Sawa trying to explain to John Travolta's character what will happen if he lets him go. And when it's all done, we'll get a big bowl of chocolate ice cream. Strawberry, strawberry ice cream. Yeah. It's Kevin. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> strawberry ice cream moves, of course, of course. And then, and then we'll come back to my place and throw in a couple of, of my action films, watch them on the HD TV. <laughs> Yeah, does that sound good, man? I love you. No. I love you. You, me, a couple of action flicks, and and some strawberry ice cream, right? <laughs> you just, you just, you and I, man. It's true, me. Wait, we just gotta take these ropes off first, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, what would make Kevin happier than a bowl of strawberry ice cream <laughs> and a movie movies. with louds? Uh, I'm not going to spoil the climax of the movie, which honestly... It's Kevin. He should, becomes yeah. a radio he takes his guy. Mask off and it's Kevin Ryder. Uh, okay, listen. Here's how it... I'm not going to ruin how. You're not spoiling anything. No one's going to see this, okay, Jackson. Somehow Moose ends up fingerless and deaf with a stabbed out eye walking down Hollywood Boulevard while Dunbar, Devin Sawa, gets arrested for the murder of his maid. No explanation. (laughs) The first credit of the movie just says John Travolta. The Uh second credit says Is Moose. The third credit says a Fred Durst film. Oh, You're welcome, everyone. That's The Fanatic. Go check it out. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This day... In history with old man Rubin. It was 1942 and our president Franklin D. Roosevelt started rationing gas in the U.S. as part of the country's wartime efforts. It was implemented to guarantee necessities to everyone, especially poor people. So I did what any good red-blooded American would do. I started hoarding gasoline. Yeah, I ran a gas station out of the backyard of my house, slinging that petroleum for 300 to 400% more than I paid. And, in turn, I took that money and opened an orphanage to save sick kids. Nah, I'm f***ing with you. I used that money to buy hookers. But if someone used that gas I sold to burn down an orphanage, hell, I wouldn't have known. Whatever. They were good hookers, though. See, because Ruben is old. Oh my God. Jesus. That was dark, man. It's getting World weird. War II. It's getting weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. A rare DJ Omar Khan appearance ahead of our guest on the phone. Omar, you seem delighted. You oh. also have a spring in your step. You seem like you're well-rested. You're happy. You're uh, tanned. You're ready. I am finally able to sleep. For a couple of years now, I've suffered from just... It's not insomnia but i just 
it takes me about an hour to an hour and a half to fall asleep. Right. You know, I'm just I'm just laying there, my mind's racing, and I couldn't figure it out. And I try, you know, warm milk, and I tried. Uh, it's called mel- melatonin, sure, mm-hmm. something sure. like that. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. that had like no effect on me. Right. You you squeeze one out? Uh, no. Uh, you oh. know what? I've I've been trying that since I was like you know nine years old. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's not that it. Okay. Exactly. My body's built a high tolerance for that. <laughs> so wait, if you solved this problem, I want to know what you're doing because I don't sleep either. So I did a little bit of research, and um, I bought a little vape pen. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's indica. Indica okay. weed. I take one little hit of that okay and in five to ten minutes i'm out sweet and i wake up totally refreshed and what i used to do is i would wake up every couple hours and look at my clock Mm -hmm. i don't even do that you're sleeping through the night i'm sleeping through the night and you're waking up with no residual um I don't need a yeah, no hangover. No, no, nothing. Yeah, I feel amazing. Actually, wow. that sounds great. Well, yeah, it's the best. What could be wrong with that? My, my takeaway is everyone should be vaping. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. There's nothing safer. Hey, Doctor right. Drew, how are you? Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> 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 hey, so you're you're with us that vaping is what all the cool kids should be doing right now, right? So, so it's a little bit complicated, guys. Okay, uh, I, I'm signing off. I'm signing off on the indica. I, I think that's an interesting idea. And it would certainly work therapeutically for him. What we don't have adequate evidence to tell you, though, is what could happen down the line, how long you should take it, what the risks are. We just don't know. So good on you for finding something that works well, but how long and what the risks are, I can't tell you. However, you've all heard about this uh, syndrome of people becoming, uh, developing respiratory failure from vaping, right? No, I thought it was 100% safe. (laughs) Well, all 100% of the cases were in cannabis vaping operate, you know, uh, units. They were not nicotine. And they were not flavored nicotine. Okay? I did not know that, oh. and I pay attention to the news. They do well, not because make they're that not clear. Before, they're, they're such a moral panic about vaping generally that they don't even listen to their own story, which is, strictly speaking, it was, it's probably going to be one or two different products. And what happens with those particular cannabis products is that the vape doesn't fully volatilize. It turns into an oil that coats all the surfaces of the lung so the lung does not function Ooh. and there's nothing we can do about it and you die. So that's a concern. Maybe there's other means than vaping to get the indica into your body, right? Okay, let me stop you right there, Dr. Drew, because if what you're saying is true, and I certainly always trust you, the news is doing us a great disservice by making it sound... news? Are you kidding? It makes it it sound like like this 18-year-old student athlete who now has the lungs of a 70-year-old that's in the hospital right now. You're telling me that that was all from doing weed. It It was not the weed. It was something about the weed vaping product gotcha and it was only this certain product and we don't have yet an identification on exactly what happened there now also there has been grave and legitimate concerns about the flavored nicotine products for two reasons one the flavor stuff they're worried could have maybe somewhere down the line similar risks to these cannabis products that's a legitimate concern. Remember the old popcorn lung? That was a flavored product. They got rid of that immediately, and you never heard about that again until this, mm-hmm. this cannabis product. But the problem with the flavored units is they're designed to attract young people, and that is reprehensible. So that needs to come off the market. The, the, the uh, marketplace and the manufacturers did not properly police themselves. I apl- although I'm not for government overreach, I applaud this move by the government. I think it was the right thing. But you'll notice 
they've done nothing with the nicotine itself. The nicotine vaping products still are around because they're the leading means to get people off cigarettes. They're still the most effective way to get people away from the product that actually causes the heart disease and the cancer. It's not the nicotine. It's the tobacco. So uh, I've been reading a little bit about getting too much vitamin E from the jewels and from the, why would that, it seemed like there would be some poison or something. Why does vitamin E the problem? Yeah, I mean, any excess vitamin can have toxic effects. They're searching. They're searching for reasons. They're mm-hmm. searching for reasons to justify their moral panic. The reality is the flavored products were being marketed to young people. Stop it. They didn't. Sorry, you can't do that anymore. Good move. Secondly, there's something about these cannabis units uh, that in certain situations, and by the way, I'm sure they'll take care of it. It's not like cannabis uh, in a a vaping unit is going to go away, but they're going to have to really look long and hard at these products and why these certain ones went awry. And then there will always be nicotine vaping products because they're extremely useful for getting people off cigarettes. It's the most, every study that has been done with them shows they're more effective than anything else. So you're saying vape away, people. (laughs) I'm saying if you're on cigarettes, you should vape away immediately because it is literally infinitely more safe than the tobacco product. All right, what about Omar? Yeah, like when should we set up the funeral? (laughs) <laughs> well, if he keeps using the cannabis product, I mean, Dave so, was, you know, producer Dave was telling me the same thing. He's like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, I'm calling Chris to tell her to prepare things. So, 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 so a guy like me who really, you know, loves this product and it really works for me, do you recommend me to stop vaping and just start smoking? Uh, uh, mm, what about I wonder edible? if there is an edible or something. Yeah. An edible, yeah. just I mean, for me, when I when I smoke, it hits me almost instantly, and I'm in sleep in ten minutes. I hear edibles take a while to get into. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it could be an hour could, or longer. But, uh, yeah. Right, so, yeah. but you can plan accordingly. Right, you could do that accordingly. Yeah. And, or go go. I mean, listen, this is a commercial product now. There's, I bet they have ten solutions for you if you go back to them. That one of them will probably be, hey, don't worry about this, which is probably true. But I would worry about it until this is all really fully flushed out. In the meantime, what alternatives to have? There used to be all kinds of other sorts of volatilizing units that are out there that mm-hmm. may be things to, you know, go, go check. I'm sure they've got, they've got tinctures. And you could try CBD also. Maybe it's the yeah, CBD and the THC that worked. I mean, just, just experiment a little bit. Do, do I use a suppository. Is that good? <laughs> oh my God. I use LSD. Is that cool? <laughs> hey, Dr. Drew, let me uh, jump in with just one more question before we let you go. And that is, I, I think it's to the president's credit that he is instructing the FDA to move swiftly on this because it is becoming a health crisis Agreed. with people, numbers in the hundreds in the hospital now. I think what my, what Kevin and I were talking about off the air is we always complain that the FDA seems to take too long to let things get on the market. How did this get? How did this end up being available for sale before any of these things were tested, so that this would have been avoided in the first place? Because this is the over-the-counter market, which is mostly the Wild West. It's not ah, the prescription market. Gotcha. And these things are regulated more like foods, and they worry more about the claims they're making than some of the other issues like efficacy and safety that would be so carefully hashed out with a prescription product. Understood. Great answer. All right. DrDrew.com is where you want to go to find all the great podcasts and live appearances The Good Doctor is doing. You can hear them Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 790 KABC. And see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home with the Heal app. Just download it in the App Store or Google Play. Once again, you have answered all of our questions in RIP Omar. Thanks, Doc. (laughs) The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I want a werewolf baby. Just putting it out there. Just in case. Understood. Hey, uh, Allie, what's happening here on this uh, Thursday morning? Bean, well, we talk about days like 9-11 
um, a somber days where you don't want to receive ads from companies that are like, we're rolling back the prices to 9-11 so we never forget. Like, dumb stuff like that. You don't use tragedies to sell things. And companies do that. Absolutely do. do. And there were, there were people making a big deal about the fact that the Mets wore some 9-11 sneakers last night and then they scored nine runs on 11 hits and people were like, ooh. Whoa. I'm screaming. Right. Well, Kristen Cavallari, you remember her from Laguna Beach. Um, she was, or still is, married to Jay Cutler. They have a show together called Very Cavallari. Um, you might remember her from the greatest quote, I think really ever. Ever. On television. If you and Steven had babies, they'd be so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> they would. Because Steven's all tan. Steven's all tan. <laughs> well, she was reportedly uh, under fire because she posted on her Instagram a picture of her in a tiny black dress looking pretty sexy with the caption, New York City for 24 hours. And what a time to be here. Always remember. Mm, okay. Nope. Or uh, you could post anything other than New York except for a thirst trap of you looking hot. With a caption look, of never let's forget. Not, look, let's not yeah, talk about the thirst trap right. part. I mean, let's just focus mostly on the 9 11 part. Okay. All good. Okay. Separate, separate from 9 okay. 11. Different right? things. Absolutely. Okay, all right. Okay, we're all on the same page yes. then. Yes. Make she, sure. can't, she can't help but be hot, by she the way. Can't. She can't. It's not her fault. Don't yeah. hate the photo, hate the caption. So you're saying wrong photo <laughs> with the message. Maybe yeah. you could have hate the photo too, but. Okay. Right. Got it. Well, she has now fired the member of her social media team that posted that. So, Kristen Cavallari sucks. has someone posting her Instagram photos for her, you guys. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like. But that I, then I thought maybe it's an easy way to pass the blame. That too. But she also has, she has a whole brand now. She has her own clothing line, I believe, or whatever the Very Cavallari show is about. I think it's a store or something. Don't know. Okay. Don't watch it. So, who knows? Who knows, you guys? Who knows? Felicity Huffman is uh, going to be sentenced tomorrow, you guys. Hmm. And... Cancelled. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think she should go to jail? Yes. No. Really? No. Oh, we have a debate. I don't. Why, why do you not think so? Because what she... <clears throat> she should have to pay a huge fine. Wait, hold on. I'm Just good? so we... I need to get the definition down. Okay. You don't... You think she should not be sentenced to jail... I think she should be sentenced to jail, but I don't think she should, like, because of overcrowding and stuff, she'll get out early. But you're saying she shouldn't even be sentenced. I don't think so. Okay. No. I mean, there is that argument that is popular among people to say, look, if it's a person who is unlikely to commit the crime again, mm -hmm. which certainly that's what's going on here, mm -hmm. and is no danger to society, then uh, there's only the punishment aspect of it. And I feel like the punishment has been meted out. I mean, I feel like she's been punished. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel that if they let her get away with this, technically... I'm not saying let her get away with it. I'm saying a huge fine. Yeah. I mean, well, I, just, I just think or, this or is the community time, service or whatever. As someone who went to USC and did not have rich parents and actually had to go to another school in order to afford it when I transferred, mm -hmm. uh, I think that if they don't make a statement here, this does not get across the message that we need to for our own college system, which is already seeming... Uh, you don't think unneeded. that message is out there, though? No. No? Mm -mm. No? I don't. I think that I, this Look will... at who else is, is, is didn't even plead guilty to it. Yeah. They don't believe they did anything wrong. They need, right. they need you, to Lori. say. They need to say, hey, listen, 
college still means something. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I mean, for my kid in 18 years, I doubt it will. Or, but, but anyway, let's say the college still means something. They have to put their foot down here then and, and give it some value. You know, I can see that. And when you say it's a it's a victimless crime, it's not. You've got, like Jensen said, the kids that were denied a space at USC that worked their ass off yeah. to get in there. Mm. You've got USC. Your yeah. reputation is tarnished. That's not that. great. Yeah. And then you also, if you think about the kid, like let's say it sounds like her kid didn't know, as opposed to Lori Laughlin's daughters that were posing in whatever rugby shirts or whatever <laughs> right. thing yeah. that was. The emotional distress that was, is on our kid, yeah. that's a victim. So right there, we just named three victims of 30 this. days sounded pretty good. And if it's th- your sentence 30 days, chances are you don't serve any of it or just one like day, day or two, of yeah. it. In a perfect world, forget the overcrowding situation. Yeah. How long would you like to see her spend in jail, each of you? I have, I'll have. i go first and say two weeks would be, seems about right. Two weeks in jail. Allie, how about you? I'll go a month. Okay. She'll stick to the sentence, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the fine I heard was only 20 grand, which is... Nothing a, to her. Which is t- 10 cents to her, yeah. right? I would yeah, think. and then there was... I think she doesn't go to jail service. and she gets fined 200 grand. That's what you, you know what I mean? Like, really... I make still it, don't make think 200 hurt. grand to Felicity Huffman oh, and not. William H. Macy is a lot of money. Uh, it definitely isn't a lot of money to Massimo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, well, and I also think that at least Felicity Huffman did the right thing at the beginning by saying, I did this. She was repenting for it. She said, I have, I'm so ashamed of it. Then you've got Lori Laughlin and Massimo. They're like, nah, we'll chance it. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. They should, they should be up against a lot more for sure. But all these people are assholes. Who's with me? <laughs> I mean, am I right? You are right about that. Okay. She claimed that it should go in their permanent record that they're assholes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should have to wear a shirt that says asshole. Just, all as the time. A, uh, just as a PS, though, to this, and I know it's not exactly the same situation, haven't there been thousands and thousands of students who have gotten in because their parents have made huge donations to those schools? Yes. Yes. And doesn't that also bump people who worked way harder to try to get into those schools who don't make it because that slot is taken by a rich kid? Yes. Let's go after them, too. Yes. I don't think it, we should let people off, though, because it's happened before. I've never felt that way. I feel like if not, let's just let's get these people and then let's start tightening it up. baby. isn't that just the biggest reason that they should be charged with something? Because it has happened before and mm-hmm. they still chose to do it because nobody is ever, ever getting in it. trouble yeah. for any of this. There is no accountability anymore. People just, oh, that's all right. You're, you're going to be fine. There's just no accountability. How do you feel about uh, legacy admissions? Yeah, that is always weird. But I That's do a think, weird one, too. What does yeah. that mean? You went there so your kids well, like get Adler, to go there? Adler would be able oh, to go to SC easier because he's a legacy. But I do think those don't mean as much as they used to, from what I understand. It's in in other words, they don't give it the weight they want. No, yet. I think you have to still pay in order to... <laughs> that's right. bogus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I... Even when I went to college, uh, that was... Uh, legacy didn't mean as much as, like, your dad's a booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, like, the biggie. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow what happens with Felicity. And William H. Macy didn't know anything about it, or no, for did. some reason he, he did, because he, he, yeah, he, he was never nabbed for this. Yeah, he never did anything illegal, but I think he was said to be aware of it, but I don't think they could get him on That's interesting. Also, better actor, so let him go. True. Oscar nominee. Yeah. I'm I mean, happy. Fargo. Don't put him in jail. Right. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so a South Florida woman who claimed to be a psychic fortune teller has been sentenced to three years and four months in prison. Why? 
Because she swindled $1.6 million from a Texas woman to remove... From one person? To remove the supposed curse from her family. Hmm. Did she remove the curse, though? Yeah, well, that's great my thing. question. Great question. So, court records show that 28-year-old Sherry Tina Uwanowicz was sentenced last week in Miami. She previously pled guilty to wire fraud and must pay restitution in the case. Investigators say that she met the victim in Houston, Texas back in 2007, gained the woman's trust, convinced her that a curse had been placed upon her family. Wow. She needed large sums of monies for crystals and candles. Those are some expensive crystals wow. and candles. To perform various meditations that would lift the curse. This went on for years and years. Plus, he's a prince in Nigeria mm-hmm. and she just needs you to put and some the, money in the bank. And the social security office needs you to call them. Correct. They found some fraud. And I, I, we've talked about it before where, you know, people, like old people that get that phone call that say your social security has been nabbed. Send this money or whatever. You're wanted for this or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, here's my credit card number. Yeah, they fall and into it very easy. It, yeah. They fall into it. However, how do you fall into this? The fan, like you just believe it so much that it I would guess that so, a psychic yeah. it could be right. Like, does it like people that believe astrology and that they have to follow certain things? Like, maybe they get that month horoscope a month in advance and then well, they kind of start tailoring their whole month to what the astrologer that's says. That's just straight dumb. Am I right? They're real, Kevin. Those uh, people oh, are real. Horoscopes? Oh, the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. I bet there are still people, maybe even in our listeners, who consider a potential date's star sign. Absolutely. Before they go out with I think people oh. don't sign contracts when uh, things are in, uh, Mercury's in retrograde. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's that's all crazy. the way out. Yeah. Yeah. We all agree that's crazy, right? Because Allie's just looking at me like, <laughs> well, like she's not agreeing. She's Allie's not giving like, me an agreeing look. Allie's on the fence. <laughs> I think I'm on the fence, Listen, too. But. As a Gemini, um, I agree with you, kind of, but I don't agree with you. Mm. Um, yeah, we should actually talk to people tomorrow about that. Yes, we yeah. should We talk should to talk to all of those females. <laughs> I said I was on the fence too, and I know I'm not the most masculine yeah. guy on the show. But let's you're, just check. Yeah, you're let's just see tomorrow. Dang, it's not the now, definition. Are are Gemini's on the fence a lot, Allie? Because no. they're twins. No, because... Gemini's are just like polar opposite type of things. No, okay. we're we're never on the fence. We tend we. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. You we are, tend to no. be very decisive. Oh, people. but you can't date a Virgo, though. I know that. Well, Scorpios. Oh, is that the which problem? Which is what I Scorpio? am. Which oh, is what I, I mean, which what I am. Being yeah. Ah, oh, well, it'll never work out for our polyamorous relationship, guys. <laughs> Nip right in the bud. Super bummed. Uh, <laughs> Let's do that tomorrow. All right. Yes. I like it. Okay. I like cool. it. Crazy people call us tomorrow. No, Kevin. See, people won't call. Look, we'll be nice. We'll. Try and be nice. You we'll won't. do our best to be respectful. Call now. Oh, God. And we will not attack if we can help it. Maybe Kevin should Please call now. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Jennifer Hudson, Emmy Rossum, Ben McKenzie, Andrew Lincoln, Sam Neill, and Nas. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. 5 p.m. commercial-free hour is happening. Thanks to the random act of helpfulness and the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on only Kevin and Bean Show, uh, we just mentioned you believe in horoscopes. Let's do it. We're going to treat you with great respect. 
<laughs> but but no Capricorns, though, because they're assholes, right? Right. right. Okay. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday. We've got animal stories and an old friend returns, Jerry Springer. Yay. Will join us tomorrow morning on an all-new show. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.